0: Welcome to the Milk Bar.
1: Welcome along to episode 555 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be finding out about the Bags of Laughter show, raising funds for charity with Hugh Dennis as its MC. That's taking place next week at the Crescent Theatre in Birmingham. We'll be having a chat with Martin Kemp all about what to do with your inheritance because the older generation are leaving it expecting the kids to have a bit of fun, maybe go on holiday, but they're investing it. We'll be finding out more about that one. Um, Susie Dent joins us along with the team from Sir Link a lot to talk about ways of getting your kids to learn to spell uh, we will be finding out about the Luncheon Club which takes place in Fallings Park and your chance if you are one of our, all the members of the community to go along and have a great social time over there on top of that we'll be finding out how you can vote in the whip marines unsung hero nominations uh, that's all coming up in the next few weeks closing date the 24th of february to get your nominations in so we'll tell you about that one when we have a chat with one of our local councillors and the sponsors behind one of the awards we've got some great music on the way too but first of all on august the 27th at the dormston mill theatre mill bank in dudley Be My Love is on stage. It's a tribute to Mario Lanza to tell us more. I'm joined now by Tara Marisa Kelsey. Hello.
2: Hello there, Jason.
1: So you've got an amazing (laughs) night lined up here and you are pulling all of this together as well as performing on the night yourself.
2: That's right, yes, I'm... Totally organizing the the whole event myself. Now so this this I...
1: involves a bit of travel to make sure that all things come together. Because you're actually heading out to Italy for a bit of a rehearsal with your main man on the night. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, yes, um, I I have um, recently um, been out there um, for for a trip. Mm-hmm. We, um, we 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 uh, collaborate. It's very exciting. So um, we are uh, collaborating. Um, the music mm-hmm. to, um to, together and um Simone Francesco le conti as our Italian tenor is called is he's he's very excited to um be coming to to the UK it will be his UK um, debut um and he's a a professional um touring Italian tenor so he, his his uh, singing career takes him performing all over europe and as far as asia and he takes the 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 beautiful big romantic leads tenor leads um so yeah it's very exciting
1: and the music Um, of mario lanza is so well suited to this sort of performance and as you say a debut for him in the uk but really probably the first time in at least a very good many years we've heard anything like this in our area
2: Oh, most definitely. And this is what I'm so excited about, Jason, because Mario Lancer, he brought um, opera to the people Mm -hmm. through his um, movies. He made several movies in his brief um, career because, of course, he was only tragically passed at 38. Mm -hmm. So it it was a very, um, very brief, but amazing beautiful big career that he had that just made such an impression so so iconic as
1: well and i think that's the thing and and even when it comes down to things like i I grew up listening to the mario lanza christmas album that sort of thing and so much (laughs) other pieces of his work that really have stood the test of time because it's been quite a while since we lost him
2: yes it's it's um it, yes it it has um 19, 19 uh, 1959 mm-hmm. he um he died so yes and um it would have been his 99th um birthday um on the 31st of of January um gone mm-hmm. so it, it, but you know the, the his music his recordings it, it's just totally stood the test of time and i've i've had so many people um already that have heard about this um event share beautiful stories of of um their childhood memories of, of watching his films and and listening um to him you know uh, it's it, it really is wonderful mm-hmm. so um, and Mario Lanza, as I say, he brought Italian opera to the people, and it's something um, that unless you go to Covent Garden in London, you never get a, Never get a taste of. You know, it was kind of always for for the uh, the elite, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he he brought it. He brought it to, to the people, and this is what I'm so excited about mm-hmm. because, as you say here in the midlands there has there's, there's been nothing like this so for us to to be having um simone uh come over and um present us with italian opera in the true mario Lanza style is just it's fantastic and of course i will i i will Perform um, alongside him, um, doing many of Mario's um, ballads mm-hmm. because, of course, he was known for the he was the ultimate crossover artist because there were those all his um, popular ballads from from the from the musicals like the Toast of New Orleans that he did. The, these all ring some bells for people: mm-hmm. The Seven Hills of Rome, The Student Prince, um, and of course, the Great Caruso where he he played his idol um, so abs- absolutely, it's, it's very exciting and it's, it's, it's been a dream.
1: And Mario um, Lanza made this music accessible in a way in which you know, it would have been difficult to imagine at the time. It's a, you mentioned crossover yes. artists, it wasn't even thought of that in that way. People were performing no. music that they loved and you know, Mario Lanza's uh, amazing vocal range, which uh, Simone is going to recreate on stage here, is just going to absolutely wow the audience
2: yeah they will be absolutely um blown away it will it will be so wonderful and you've got a
1: fantastic pianist working with you on the night as well
2: oh my goodness yes i we are so lucky. Um, Wayne C. Baddeley um, is our our pianist, and I've 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 worked alongside him, doing other concert work now for the for the last three years. But Wayne is he's an amazing solo artist in in his own right, and he's um, toured all over uh, the world on the big American cruise ships. He's he's played with the Joe Loss Orchestra. Um, He's performed on the BBC and with many celebrities. And um, he will also be doing some amazing um, solo piano on the night as well because he is a true artist and performer in his own right as well. So, yes amazing we're we're so lucky we're so we're so lucky to have um wayne as well
1: well the Dormstone Mill <laughs> Theatre is just an utterly fantastic venue it is going to suit oh. this evening so well doors are at seven o'clock the event starts at seven thirty tickets are priced at 18 pound fifty you can get those online at ct.co.uk forward slash be my love or you can call the box office for this event on 07957 treble two that's 07957 treble two that's 07957 661 treble two it is Be My Love, a tribute to Mario Lanza. And uh, to set the scene, uh, we're going to hear some of the work of Simone now, aren't we? What are we going to take a listen to?
2: Oh, it's a wonderful um, Neapolitan song called um, Grato," that translates as Ungrateful Heart. And Mario Lanza actually um, performed this in his film The Toast of New Orleans, and, and this will um, be in the program on the night so yes this will give everyone a taste of um what they can look forward to
1: well we look forward to them feasting on the music in this tribute to maria lanza be my love as i say it is the 27th of august this year it's priced at 18.50 ct.co.uk forward slash be my love or 07957 661 two. for now tara marissa kelsey thank you for joining us
2: Um, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
1: On Friday the 20th of March, Rick Marines were paying tribute to its unsung heroes. Closing date for entries on the voting for that are on the 24th of February. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Abeda Ahmed and Steve Downs. Hello to you both. Good Hello,
3: evening.
4: good Hello.
1: evening. Right, so Abeda, first of all, uh, you are a councillor for the area?
4: I am, I'm one of the St Peter's councillors.
1: And uh, you, you must be really proud of some of the people in your area and you're really pleased that they're actually going to be recognised in this way.
4: Yeah, so I'm one of the newly qualified, new uh, councillors here. I became a councillor back in 2018, so about 18 months ago. And one of the things that really stood out for me was how many people in Whitmoreans give up so much of their own time and their own resources just to make the place a better
1: Everyone, Mm -hmm. and And it's a warm, friendly community, and it's it's pleasantly diverse as well, which is which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's uh, when you've got things like the Avion Centre and all the different meeting points around there, Gattis and yeah, the Mm -hmm. Wild Side, as well as all the other things that are happening. It's it is just such a a fantastic community spirit, and uh, it's it's an area which has probably been undervalued in the past.
4: It has, and there's there's a lot of people who have been there for a very long time. They've made it their home, mm-hmm. and they just look after it for the sake of looking after it. and And I think I was really taken back by that. And I, well, I've lived in Marines all my life. Yeah, still live there. Um, it's a great place to be. There's a like you said, there's so much diversity, so much to enjoy, and it's easy to focus on the on, on the down the, the the bad side. But if you look, there's actually quite a lot to celebrate there. Mm-hmm. And this is what this event is about.
1: Yeah, so there's a, a, a quite a large number of awards going to be handed out on this uh, this evening, and there's going to be sponsors for each of those. One of those is the Wildside Activity Centre. So tell us a, a bit about your award to start off with.
5: Right. Okay. So we're working with Gattis Community Space. So Wildside and Gattis are doing two Eco Champion Awards. Doing a junior one for under 16s and uh, an adult one. So, we're looking for people who are passionate about the environment, go out and look after the green spaces and maybe do litter picks, that type of thing. So, we're looking for people to nominate their eco champions.
1: And when you're looking at these awards this is one of the few ones that are actually for youngsters most of these will be uh, aimed at the adult proportion of the, uh, the, the community so it's, it's great that you guys, as you're open to, to kids uh, through the schools projects that you run and also the adults who use the place at the weekends and sometimes during the week you know, you are fully accessible to the whole community aren't you?
5: Absolutely yeah, um, both ourselves and Gattis wanted to do something for young people because we feel as there's a gap really for young people in Rick Marines and we want to get people cap- captivated at an early age, I guess, so mm-hmm. that they they get involved and mm-hmm. take an active part in the society in which they live.
1: Yeah, and the good bit is we, we do see that and I'm sure already you've got some names in mind you're hoping to see nominated yeah. that uh, will then move forward to the potential consideration for an award. Yeah. And, uh, and each of these awards has a, a gift assigned to it as well, so you know it isn't just a certificate they're getting, they'll get a little treat too.
5: That's that's right. Yeah, um, different organisations are putting up prizes of between thirty and fifty pounds, which will be awarded on the night at um, to the Wolverhampton Heritage Centre.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so that's going to be a, a great venue, and you must be really pleased that it's going to be a, a a good place and a suitable fitting ceremony for the award winners.
4: Definitely, I think it has to be somewhere where in Whitmarines where people can access easily and which is recognised really by everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say about the, the uh, young children, there is some awards for uh, A Bright Future, mm-hmm. as well as the Eco one, isn't there? Um is that, so yeah, looking, the one from the
5: library. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's
4: one from the uh, Gloucester Street Community Church. Yeah future talent award there's a, there's a range or mm-hmm. we want some people all over there yeah, but it's the whole community, community who can exactly, get involved exactly, in this yeah.
1: and i mean what are the criteria criteria that you're looking for steve i mean is, is it going to be somebody who's maybe led a group or you know tried to book your center for an event or what, what sort of thing would Not you expect necessarily i
5: mean we, we're open to we will look at each nomination carefully and mm-hmm. maria and myself maria from gattis and myself will then decide who we think is the the most deserving winner so we haven't set any uh, criteria in mind yet so yeah
1: so we, we don't know yet but we will find out on the night and and th- this is going to be the good part of again a, a lot of the community coming together to, to share in an evening of uh, you know chat uh, and a buffet and getting chance to sit down and have a bit of a natter
4: yeah, and I think that's what it's about, isn't it? Celebrating all of us in Whitmarines and celebrating what's good about Rip-Marines. And mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity. I just really hope everyone comes forward and nominates the ones that you, you've gone by all these years and without having any recognition. Because yeah, they
1: just do something, and it becomes, yeah. becomes natural that yeah, they are absolutely. the ones doing it's it in the community. Almost, yeah. isn't
4: it? And I think this is a great opportunity just to say thank you to them.
1: Mm-hmm. And you've got the Walls Foundation involved as well, mm-hmm. so they'll be putting another big name up there on those who are contributing towards the awards on the night. And uh, any others that stand out for you?
4: There's, there's an award from TLC College, there's Gloucester Street Community Church, um, Marines Connect, I believe. And yeah, I think the uh, New
5: Hampton Arts New Hampton Centre are putting an, mm-hmm. an award in as well. Yeah, there's, I
4: there's, there's quite a few yeah. and lot, little Warbur groups. Yeah,
5: Homes, I believe, and Midland Park. Midland. Yeah. So p- people from across the area will be recognised for different aspects of what they're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: And there is a a full list on the website as well, isn't there? So people can check out what's going on. Yeah,
4: and you can nominate through the website as well. Mm -hmm. So So that has
1: to be done by Sunday, the 24th of February. February. So time is running out. Make sure you get this done. Uh, What's the website?
4: It's wolverhampton.gov.uk forward slash unsung
1: And you can also nip along to the library in Whitmarines, not only to go online and put your entries in that way, but also you can pick up a paper copy of the form if you wish to. And uh, in mean, many of the community languages that are spoken throughout, you can chat with somebody at the library who can yes. uh, help you out and, and fill the form in. If maybe English isn't your first language, you're not feeling too comfortable.
4: Yes, you can. There's an opportunity to do that. Or you can contact us through the Facebook page as well for, through Wolverhampton Today. Um, one of the councillors or one of the council team will, will happily accommodate.
1: Yeah, so yeah. make sure to, The important thing is everybody gets to vote. It is completely open and you can look at all the nomination categories on there and really see yeah, who you know that fits into those categories. And I, I, I don't think it's been too difficult to think of people who will fall into all of them, having read through the list myself. No. It's going to be uh, an interesting one. So we're we'll all looking forward to the event. Uh, I'm going to be there on the night as well. So uh, I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to hosting for the, uh, the whole night and so lots of awards to announce. And I think we're all really proud of what the community of Whitmarines Marines are doing. So give us that website again.
4: So it's uh, wolverhampton.gov.uk forward slash unsungheroes.
1: And Steve, uh, if people want to come out and uh, check out what you're doing down at uh, the Wildside, where do we find you? Um, If you have a look
5: on our website, it's wildsideac.co.uk or have a look on our Facebook page. We've got loads of stuff coming on, particularly over the the holiday for for young
1: people. So check it all out and get involved. That's the important thing. And more importantly, if you're not somebody who normally leads because you're being led by someone else, get involved and take the lead on voting for that person who normally organises events for you. It's a way to do it. it. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Make sure you're voting for your Whitmarines and Sung Heroes. Time for another tune now, this time from Christopher Taylor. This is my angel.
0: My light, my reason why you are the beat behind my song. I'd loved before we met, like ghosts upon a breeze. You faded, fleeting, no true form, and faltered to deceive. You make me better, stronger, more. You raise my hopes and sights to levels I could never reach. To ever increasing heights when I see you. Make me feel so alive when I'm
1: christopher taylor with my angel here on the milk bar on the 21st of february baby lifeline are having their bags of laughter show it is taking place at the crescent in birmingham and i'm joined on the line now by founder and ceo of baby lifeline judy ledger good afternoon
6: hi hi how are we doing very well, thank you. Uh, getting excited about the event already. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, we
1: a couple of weeks away, but it is going to be an absolutely brilliant night of comedy and some yeah. uh, amazing names down there, including your host, Hugh Dennis.
6: Yeah, he's a fantastic guy. He offered to host. Um, he said, you know, we've got some fantastic acts on I would rather host. So uh, we're very happy about that.
1: And uh, what can we expect on the night? Because it is going to be fast-paced, good fun throughout.
6: Very much so, a really packed show. Um, as you say, very, very well known names. Um, we have uh, tickets, standard tickets go, flying out the door as we speak. Um, we have a few left for the VIPs. Uh, we have a few celebrities in the audience. And basically, you'll have a buffet uh, reception and drinks and VIP seats and meet some of the cast, uh, well, the comedians after the show. So, you know, we're, we're just preparing for the countdown right now.
1: So, this is going to be, as we say, a, a big night. General admission is priced at £40, VIP at £110, and all of that is packaged together to create the sort of funding you need for Baby Lifeline. And tell yes. us a, a bit about this and, and, and how the charity first came about.
7: Well, I feel rather old, but it started, <laughs> and
6: we are on the countdown to our 40th birthday. I can't believe it. I was a young nurse, I became pregnant, uh, got to about six months, 24 weeks pregnant, and sadly um, had, you know, a fairly traumatic labour and lost a little girl Mm -hmm. during the birth. Mm -hmm. I then went on to have a second pregnancy, another little girl um, who was born prematurely again and died after a day, and then unbelievably um, got pregnant again had a little boy at 28 weeks um, who didn't survive either. He he lived for a day. As a nurse, um, well, I was devastated, you know, about everything. But as a nurse, I got together with some of the colleagues and we thought, well, you know, we'd just say thank you to everyone. Uh, I was told I'd never have any children. Um, It would be impossible. They didn't quite know what had happened. And that's how it all started Mm -hmm. in Coventry, went across the Midlands I'm um, 40 years later we've raised millions we train midwives, obstetricians, GPs, paramedics, anaesthetists uh, all over we train about three thousand a year now but we buy equipment for units Wolverhampton um, and, and the Midlands areas have, have known us for many many years but the basic aim is to support the care of all pregnant women and newborn babies giving them the best start in life um, and it's it's just gone from there really I now have three children and my kids go, why don't you tell them, my daughter actually works with me, she's a very clever girl, mm-hmm. um, didn't have a great time but had fantastic care and that's what it's all about really.
1: Obviously a, a difficult time for you in your early life, you three kids uh, now uh, but uh, you know, with those who sadly didn't uh, make it through those uh, early days, uh, I mean you have been through the, the worst any parent can be through and come out stronger on the other yeah. side and are doing this work to, to help others to make sure that they everyone does get that best start in life
6: yes absolutely i think of them as a, a legacy i still think about them um I, I'm, I'm actually a grandma as well to, mm. to little Artie and poppy and about to be have another grandchild um in in about three weeks time so all you know good things happen
1: but still they are part of your family and always will be even though they can't be there with you and you know it's 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 a it's part of their legacy the the baby lifeline charity and all the great work that you've done and have you seen a change in the way in which uh, children who are born prematurely uh, are, are being treated in that time because I remember things like uh, blue Peter appeals in the past for uh, extra yes. baby care units, and and this was in my lifetime, and I'm I'm just approaching forty eight. So you know this all stems yeah. around the same sort of time as, as you were unfortunately having mm. those troubles in your life.
6: Yes, I've seen huge changes. I mean, actually, the charity isn't just about prematurity; it's about every pregnant mother and baby and looking after them to ensure the best possible outcome so not only when things go wrong but to give them the best care there have been cases highlighted as everyone knows on the news where things have very tragic things have happened i have to say um that's a small minority um today i think you know in in this country we have fantastic care access to great care and our professionals are very dedicated and caring so I've seen massive changes since I lost mine, and um, indeed I've got the three children as a result. So we're looking at helping everyone and looking at a healthy generation to go forward.
1: So funding here is going to go towards delivery bags as well as everything else. So tell us a bit about those.
6: Yeah, that was a that was a project that um, we keep, we train paramedics and midwives together. Um, about coping with emergencies in the community. Paramedics, we love paramedics, obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. they go to all sorts of crises. But one of the things that they get particularly nervous about when things happen, because they don't happen very often, but when they do in the community and they have to act fast, um, and they get something like half a day in their normal training, their general training, So anyway, we've got this course and a lot of the midwives were talking to them about their bags and what they carry, but the midwives hadn't really got any standardised bag content. Mm -hmm. Some of them carried plastic bags, there were bits and pieces, so we decided, and it took two years, to get an expert team together and produce bags um, within a a sort of paramedic um, bag uh, for everything that you should need a home delivery whether it's normal or whether there's a problem and they're going all over the country right now very very proud of that so that's why we sort of thought well some of the money will go to this project and we'll call it bags of laughter and we had call the midwife uh, stars launch it with us with, with <laughs> the midwives
7: fantastic
1: brilliant stuff well so it's going to be a huge night of comedy bags of laughter is the event uh, the, uh, Hugh Dennis is hosting Friday the 21st of February it is at the Crescent Theatre that's on Sheepcote Street in Brindley Place Birmingham tickets from crescent-theatre.co.uk or by calling the box office on 0121 643 5848 don't forget those uh, VIP tickets are available at £110 standard entry is at £40 and on the night you've got some fantastic special guests Jo Enright, Hardy. Sin Becky Brunning, you've got Arthur Smith down there, Simon Brodkin, Shapiko Sandy, and Jeff Whiting. So an absolutely fantastic lineup as well.
6: Thank you. It
8: will be. Fantastic.
6: It's
1: going to be a brilliant night. Have a brilliant time down there and uh, we look forward to hearing more about the event when it's all happened. But give us the details of the charity as well so people can actually get involved, see what you're doing and also if they want to donate, a sneaky donation would be appreciated, wouldn't it?
6: Oh, that certainly would. Every penny counts. The website is www.babylifeline.org.uk. The telephone number is 0166 seven six five three four six
1: seven one and if they wanted to do a sponsored event or something to raise funds uh, and whether it's somebody who has has, knows they've been helped by the charity or somebody who doesn't realize that they've been helped by the charity because it's all gone in the background with the uh, the nhs crew that they've seen then you know do something make a difference and uh, help bring somebody into the world in as calm a way as possible even though there will be screaming children at some point thank D- you Judy Ledger of Baby Lifeline thank you for joining us thank you another song for you now this time we're taking the first of the two tracks on the double A side by Angela Lewis Brown You Do Something To Me Angela Lewis-Brown with You Do Something To Me here on The Milk Bar. More from her very soon. Around 81% of all adults, rising to 86% of parents, believe the nation's ability to spell everyday words is deteriorating, with 63% blaming our inability to spell correctly on over reliance on autocorrect. Now, autocorrect seems to be the bane of my life because it's never entirely sure what I'm trying to say. Somebody who might be able to understand this a little better is Susie Dent, you'll of course know from Countdown's Dictionary Corner, and a founder of Sir Linkalot, who's got a great way of training kids in spelling. Andy Salmon, good afternoon to you both hello hello right so uh, first of all uh, tell us a, a bit about this uh, yeah, side of the survey whereby we know that uh, yeah, kids are finding it difficult to spell i know i did as a kid i got round that by having atrocious handwriting so no one could tell whether i spelt it right or wrong you should become a doctor <laughs> I, if only uh, that I, I i wouldn't be sat here now i'd be earning more money <laughs>
9: Um, well, the um, spelling for sure. The last ten, fifteen years, there's no doubt. I've been to, I do school presentations, been to five hundred schools, and there's no question that uh, children read less now for, for pleasure. there's no doubt about that. No, no doubt at all. And of course, when you've got entertainment at the end of your hands with gadgets, why would you read for pleasure? Particularly when you, if you find find spelling tricky, why would you do it? And so people read less now. Therefore, this with reading is like rote learning. You keep seeing the same word in the correct context all the time there's more chance you'd be able to spell correctly. There's less of that. There's predictive text, of course, and there's um, uh, uh, spell check as well. But of course, children don't have predictive text and spell check in school, obviously their their gadgets they do so when you've got that you're sort of getting away with it i think spell check is wonderful because it means the people who struggle with spelling can communicate it's fantastic but hopefully so they, they might learn them. from
1: that when they see the autocorrect and spell checker but that sounds like it's not necessarily the case with kids i mean and when it comes to, to reading as well i mean susie one word that uh, it, it can be quite difficult I suppose is misled because it looks like mizzled when it's yes. written down so th- it's things like that that must be an issue
8: Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. And in fact, it's funny you mentioned misled because we call those words which are actually quite difficult in your head to split because they used to have hyphens. Uh, They're called nizzles for that very reason because of misled. Um, But, you know, it's interesting with spell checkers because, yes, we are over-reliant on them, but actually you have to be pretty good at spelling to use them properly. Um, They can lead you astray very, very quickly. They lead lead me astray sometimes. They replace things that I actually don't want and don't need. Um, so you have to be really, really careful. And good spelling is—it's important not because uh, you know, 200 years ago somebody introduced a Latin rule that you had to abide by. They're important because it's important because you want to be articulate and you want to get your message across. And anybody when they're when they're writing something wants you know wants the message to be heard. And if there's a poor spelling in there uh, or a wrong spelling, then the reader's going to trip up over that and your message is gone. Um, that's why it's important. It's all about clarity of communication.
1: Cause I tend to find myself sometimes, I can't spell a word, I think of another one in its place. But it's having a, a, a wide enough vocabulary to be able to do that that can sometimes also be a bit limiting too.
8: Yes, and it's all about confidence actually. just You know, you should just kind of go for it. And um, and then, you know, if, if you know exactly which ones you find as your pitfalls, I was talking off air earlier about just having to stop and look at aneurysm because I wasn't completely sure how to start aneurysm and it took me about a good five seconds. But I still, I had to use it. Um, but, you know, you've got your dictionary there. You've got the Lot app there. You can come up with your target list of things you need to spell and bob your uncle, as yeah.
1: they say. I suppose if the words the uh, letters were in the wrong order, you'd have had a much better chance of spelling the word. However, that's that's just what you get up to on TV. But so with this Lot <laughs> app, Andy, uh, how does this work to to get kids to understand the spelling of these tricky words a little a lot more easily?
9: Um, I, it's attacked words like was and they and and... R-A-R-E, I mean, what a ridiculous word that is. Car, far, jar, and bar, there's no E. R-E, well, what are you doing? And no one has attacked these tricky words, even for tiny words for children at that age. It's They're not phonetic. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of called it after phonics comes mnemonics. It's attacked all these tricky words in bundles of 20, 20 words in each bundle. Um, there's a test in each bundle as well. The child looks at one or two a day. They're 10, 15-second animations bringing the word to life. If you find spelling tricky, like the word uh, biscuit, for example, it's a classic, you look at that word and think, well, what is that you doing? I- I'm going to say that you. I'm not having it. I'm going to say it. So, well, no, no, you can't. Well, why not? And you say, look, there's a cup in the biscuit. They say, what are you talking about? The C is the handle, the U is the cup. They see the physical cup and lick and coffee going into it. Oh, my goodness, there is a cup in the biscuit. So it's break. children get frightened of spelling, like the word accommodate, how many C's and M's, and recommend and and embarrassed what do we do with these double letters i don't know what to do and selinka is attacking these words head on and having a fun. life. embarrassed for example okay um it's got two r's because when you get embarrassed you have two red cheeks not one red cheek the two r's are the two red cheeks so it's got the meaning of the word as well so each bundle and you start at your level you start level one up to level five you do one or two a day and your confidence kicks in within seconds 90% of children who think they can't do it, Jason, it's confidence. It's yep. all it is, I promise you. And children who find learning tricky, my goodness, it's a massive shot in the arm. And they are different people the next day, even minutes later.
1: It's certainly like telling a story. And with the monomics, that, that day, now, and what's your monomic for monomics? Because I can't spell that, I can barely say it.
9: Well, okay, that's a good one. Um, you know amnesia, amnesia,
1: mm.
9: and yeah, you can't remember something. Yeah. A is like a prefix, like typical, atypical, the A at the start. Amnesia, you can spell. Agreed. Amnesia. Yep. A M N E S I A. Do you agree you can spell that?
1: I probably could spell that. Yeah. I, 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 at push, okay, I take be off brave. the A.
9: Take off the A. Yeah. Amnesia is the loss of memory. The opposite, take off the A, is memory. M N E of amnesia, which you know, is at the start of the word mnemonic.
1: Okay. Will... It's a memory
9: aid. It's a bit of work, but you suddenly get where the word amnesia comes from. And, and where Susie's coming to play here, is the reason why she likes the app is because she wants to tell children about the story of words, and there's some wonderful stories out there, but getting their attention is very, very tricky, especially if they can't spell the word. Like biscuit, the cup of the biscuit, right, over to you, Susie. She then explains what the origin of this word is do you know jason by any chance the I, origin of the word biscuit? i don't
1: i just know that when it comes to cups and biscuits mine tend to be biscuits in cups with the mm-hmm. cup of tea dunking them so i think i need a better understanding here susie
9: okay Susie, that, the, the origin of that word biscuit
8: origin of the word biscuit is uh, the bi that you get in bicycle bicycle means two wheels by cycle um, and the bi in biscuit means twice as well. It comes from the French twice cooked because when the French first started making biscuits, they would cook them once and then they'd cook them again in a slow oven.
9: So Cuis is the past tense of the verb cook in French, like cuisine. Ah. So it's twice cooked. But if you said to a child, do you want the story of a word you can't spell? No, don't insult me. Don't don't rub it <laughs> in, all right? Once you've got biscuit, the spelling, oh, I've got you over to Susie. And this is where this whole thing works. And my character is to link a lot because I like to link a lot susie is called susie lexicographer lexicography is lexicon is words dyslexia is the fear of words so we're two we're a team together helping children saying look what words are fun It's getting the child's attention is so so difficult when their attention span every year gets shorter and shorter a 10 15 second clip they're in and actually the results with
8: people who do have dyslexia have been amazing, uh, both child, children and
9: adults.
1: Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, when, when it comes to adults as well then, now, if we wanted a word that could impress in meetings that we also need to be able to spell right, we might struggle with, Susie, what could you come up with?
0: Uh, well, what,
8: would you, what do you want to say in your
1: meeting? Oh, we could just be trying to be a bit verbose and showy offy at the start.
9: Okay, well I've got one, do you mind if i one? No, go for it. Okay, manoeuvre, okay? You said that was a nice manoeuvre by Boris Johnson there or something. Manoeuvre is a killer word can i put it on the spot jason is that okay go on can you spell maneuver
1: um i think we've got an m an a and an n an o a u a v or an r and an e that's,
9: oh, that. no. that's a countdown combi it's all there yeah it's like oh. eric morcombe not necessarily in the right order ah. um, well, e. yes yeah, so it's very good but the trick is i mean it's it's i did this trick with children i think it's very clever but they're not going to remember it they're not going to remember it but they do it's ridiculous what children can learn i cannot believe what they can soak up and it's the word man followed by our, O U R, and Eve, alternate letters. So a man goes to, does a maneuver down our chimneys, our chimneys, every Christmas Eve. It's our and Eve, alternate letters. So it's O E U V R E. I thought that's very clever, but they're not going to get it. They get it. A month later, they still get it. So that's the word to show off to your, uh, in your meeting. Spell maneuver, and you say our Eve. It's a bit of work, but children so I say, look, if you're spelling maneuver, your parents can't spell it. Don't tell me you can't spell. All right. And they said, well, how can I argue?
8: Also, I'm going to throw one in here. It's fairly easy to spell, I guess, because it's straight from Latin. But if there's somebody who bangs on in your meeting about something that they know absolutely nothing about, they are an ultra-crepidarian.
3: Ultra-crepidarian.
8: There's a lovely story behind it. But, yeah, that's somebody who... Uh, love to pontificate on subjects they know zero about. a long oh. story about a Greek painter and a cobbler who dared to criticise not just the shoe on the painting, but also the leg. And ultra crepidaria means beyond the shoe or beyond the sole. So basically, what the painter was saying is, don't you dare criticise beyond the shoe because you know nothing about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's
9: great. I didn't know that. Second, yes. Did you know uh, the, the, the twelve can- the, the twelve months in the calendar? You, did you know your name is in there you it, must have known that it surely.
1: does it appears from uh, july august september october
9: and november that's right you must i, I just think you didn't know it but you did which is fine i do well, I, i'm looking for links all the time
1: uh, they're, they're there constantly and, and this is a great way of learning and through this app uh if it, the school actually buys this the parents can use it too
9: for free absolutely yeah yeah. they, they can buy it from the app store or if they wait for the school to buy it they get free access I, I, this goes to any child uh, english is a second language oh my goodness it's so strong for that as well it works it works around the world to learn English, for sure. And the parents say it's free access at home, any gadget.
1: Well, absolutely fantastic stuff. A great way of, And I think, if we'd have had apps when I was a kid, because I'm getting old now, uh, we didn't. We had, we barely had a computer. We had a BBC Model B. But if we'd had this sort of stuff to be able to play with and use at school, it would have made a massive difference, certainly to me, as a, as stories were being told. Because it you is that still sort of use thing. It, Jason. I'll give That's it. A, I, I think I need to, judging by mm. my poor spelling manoeuvre. But uh, <laughs> so we're looking for Selinka lot in the app store, are we?
9: That's right, yeah, and sylinclot.org is the website.
1: Especially. Andy Salmon, thank you for joining us. Susie Cohn, give us one last word before we let you go back out into the wild.
8: Uh, Well, uh, anyone who follows me on Twitter will know this one. I've been talking about it this morning, actually. Scurry funging. Scurry funging, old American dialect word for running around the house shoving stuff into cupboards, kicking stuff under the bed because visitors are about to arrive. That's a scurry fudge.
1: So that's another good one. And spelling on that on your Twitter feed, I think that's the way to do it.
8: Oh, yeah, that one's quite simple.
1: Yep. Thank <laughs> you both for joining us.
8: Thank you. Thank you,
1: Jason. Time for the tune from Angela Lewis-Brown, this time all along the Watchtower. Hey, yeah.
10: There must be some kind of way out of here Send the joker to the feet there's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Mr. Smith, they drink my wine. Glad has kept their view.
1: Brown with all along the Watchtower, the second of the double A side that's released on the 28th of February via Wobbly Music. Research shows that Brits appear to feel the pressure to spend money left to them on important life choices, but those leaving the money want them to spend it on living their life. To tell us more about this survey I'm joined now by Charles Offord, Managing Director of Carp Insurance and TV and music legend Martin Kemp. Hello to you both. Hey, how are you? Hi, you hi, okay? All good here. Now, uh, interesting Good. survey this one what do we spend effectively our inheritance on
11: yeah, I think it's a really interesting question but I think the main thing is that you have that inheritance mm-hmm. and that you 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 know you have that choice of what you spend it on
1: Yeah because I mean none of us are getting any younger that's the, that's the given and I have a life insurance policy which covers the mortgage should I suddenly fall under a bus but you know there's going to be some cash left over so what do you do with it that's a, that's an important question
11: yeah, it's quite, it's quite it's a funny uh, thing that's come out of this research, you know, this co-op research, is that when we get, leave money to uh, younger people, we, we kind of want them to enjoy themselves mm-hmm. and make memories and maybe go on this great holiday, you know, and have a good time on us. But the younger people that receive it, the people you're leaving it to, they actually want to invest it. And they want to put it, you know, it's hard enough to get on the property ladder as it is, isn't it? I mean, you know what you're just talking about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, pay for a rent or, or, you know, get back on that, buy that house that you've always wanted. So, but what's come out of this, I think, is it's nice to have the choice.
1: Yeah, and this is about choosing I oh, mean there's a chance to you know to leave a letter saying what you think you would like as well. I suppose though Martin in your case, with the Roman you know, off halfway around the world being paid to go on holiday basically, even though it looked like no <laughs> holiday at all. Yeah, you gotta work out what the kids are gonna do, haven't you?
11: Of course you do, you know, but it's something it's a conversation I think that people have nowadays is with what you're gonna leave them and how what you're gonna spend it on. I think when we grew up, when I grew up, um, those kind of conversations were really difficult. You know, but now people talk about everything. You talk about what music you want played at a funeral. You talk about um, your bucket list of stuff you want to do before you go. And I think it's talking about the money that's going to be left to you is what you're going to do with it.
1: And, Charles, uh, when people are putting together a sort of plan to make sure their funeral's covered, because that's obviously one concern, and then the the rest of the immediate expenses, actually, you know, with a sensible policy, for, for quite a small outlay each month, you can get something that's going to look after the family.
12: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So there's two options here. You can either put uh, money into a bank account, um, and our research is showing that uh, a lot of people are having to uh, to go into that bank account to pay for things that happen in life. So mm-hmm. the boiler goes, or the the you need a set of tyres on the car, or whatever. Um, with with our over fifties plan, you can put a um, a few pounds away each month, uh, and then uh, when I pass away. I'll leave that as a nest egg for my family, and they can decide to do what they want with it. They can either go with my wishes and spend a bit of money and uh, and raise a drink to uh, to dad, or they can uh, use it for paying off their own debts or whatever. But it's for me, being the dad, it just gives a little bit of comfort to me that um, I'll be able to be helping them at some point in their future.
1: Because it can be life insurance or life assurance, can't it? There's there's two different things there.
12: Yeah, so you talked earlier about the link to your mortgage. That's linked to a very specific event. Um, so if you pass away, it will pay your mortgage off. That's over the term of your mortgage. This is more um, when you become over 50 uh, and then you are paying into a savings plan, which then pays out upon your, uh, your passing and that pays a lump sum to your, to your um, family.
1: And it's different for different people around the country as to what they're actually planning on doing with this as well, uh, as uh, people in Northern Ireland and Yorkshire are more likely to save the money rather than use it for for family and fun when they get this.
11: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a, that's uh, funny. These Listen, funny things come out of these researches, don't they? But uh, I would, I mean, if you ask me, I would say it's the same for everybody up and down the country. I mean, what we're trying to give people here is, is the choice, and that's the
1: same for everyone but as you say talk about it I mean, is it is it a sort of conversation you guys have had in your family
11: oh absolutely yeah I mean my kids know exactly what the, you know what I want after I go and uh, but it, you know it's uh, a nice position to be to be able to leave things to uh, your next to kin
1: and you know, DJ set from any of the family as well thrown in at the wake <laughs>
11: yeah yeah I'll get a few of those it's, it's going to happen <laughs> yeah. isn't it but hopefully I'll get that for free
1: well, yeah, they, they won't stick it on the bill to the Undertaker because that could make that's it quite right. pricey, yeah, couldn't it, it? To be yeah. fair,
11: that's right. Yeah, a little bit of Bluetooth coming in the coffin. Means-
1: <laughs> 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 so you, a you you in there. you want to speak it in the coffin? And just so you know, I'm not sure how it works, but it, it, it could be possible. You could be able to listen from the other side. Bluetooth, may be <laughs> that piece of magic that does it. But uh, who, d- d- knows? Ed- who knows? Who knows? Any of your own songs, though. Are you going to be uh, having yeah you know, one one that you've written or, or sung on performed at the? Uh, uh.
11: Uh, uh i don't want to talk about what okay, i'm doing okay we won't go there we won't get <laughs> that's to... going
1: to be a private thing right okay it's worth a try but yeah. uh you know it, it is all about talking about it though Yeah. whoever we are whatever our background it's vitally important you have that conversation yeah. isn't it absolutely obviously we want to be thinking about it even though it is the unthinkable so uh, charles where can we go for more
12: information just head on to the uh, co-op insurance website and you'll find all the information on there in a sad
1: time hopefully having something there which can put a bit of joy and happiness into the family's lives
12: Hey, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, it's a bit of joy and happiness. And as I say, if my uh, if my family can raise that grass to me, um, hey, that makes a difference. That's yeah,
11: a bit of joy and happiness, but it's also about a little bit of security as
12: yeah.
1: well, isn't it? Yeah, a, and a mix of both will go down very yeah. well. Well, Charles Offord, Managing Director of Co op Insurance, and Martin Kemp, thank you both for joining us. Thanks a lot, hey,
12: man. Great day. Thank you. Thanks. So true.
0: Funny how it seems always in time, but never in line for dreams. Head over heels, when toe to toe. This
10: is the sound of my soul. This is the sound. I want a ticket to the world, but.
1: at the Fallings Park Methodist Church and Community Centre in Wimborne Road, Fallings Park. Each Wednesday, they have a very special event taking place. To tell us more, I'm joined now by one of the leaders, Gillian Farley. Hello. Hello. Tell us a a bit about your luncheon club.
7: Uh, Well, we meet on a Wednesday. Our members come really for a social occasion. Most of them are in their late 80s, 90s. Some of them are quite isolated, many of them have got sight problems and other medical problems. They're picked up by, well they're now National Express Assisted Travel, but better known as Ring and Ride. Mm -hmm. We have a block booking with them. Um, They come to us, they have tea, coffee and biscuits when they arrive, then there will be some sort of activity, a three course lunch which we cook on the premises. Some other sort of activity after that and then before they go home a cup of tea and a piece of cake it, it is actually a social event for them we're not a we're not a day centre mm-hmm. or a care centre. We are actually a social occasion for them.
1: So we're really looking at relatively independent members of the community, but those who will need assistance from, as you say, what was known as Ring and Ride. And it all takes place between 10.15 and 2.30. So each correct. So each Wednesday it's a chance to get together. Now, it's, it's for the older member of the community, but what sort of age range are we looking at available to?
7: Well, we have had younger members in the past because uh, we, t- we take people who are... are really quite isolated Mm -hmm. um many as i say many of them have got medical problems we have got one or two who are unable to go out on their own um but basically it it is like i say it's a social occasion where they can come they can interact with each other they can have a chat but also enjoy themselves for example every two weeks we have seated exercises Mm -hmm. uh, which they all enjoy and then they enjoy things like we do bingo craft activities we have the occasional speaker um, and anything really that um, encourages them to talk to each other and keep their minds active.
1: And it could be the best meal they'll have in a week as well because you're providing a a three course meal with biscuits as a a pre-starter Well
7: yeah Definitely. Um, Some of them are are, are very good, they'll have their cup of coffee when they come in the morning or their cup of tea and they resist the biscuits but yes, (laughs) a three course meal, soup, main course and a dessert and we try to make sure that it's nutritious and you're right there. Uh, I think for some of them it is actually the only hot meal they have in a week.
1: And it's always difficult to do on scale sometimes as well. If you're cooking for one, it's really difficult to get the right size portions. If you're cooking for a group like this, you know you can have an enjoyable social time, something great to eat, and it's very much like a a family affair.
7: Yes, very much, very much so. Um, They're all very friendly. Uh, In fact, um, several of them during the week, they keep contact with each other, they phone each other, so um, it's like a lifeline, I think, for one or two of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And it sounds like an absolutely fantastic event to be part of, oh, and I'm sure you and the the team working on it must have a, a great time interacting with these people as well.
7: Oh yes, we're, we're all volunteers, we've got those that sort of prefer to stay in the kitchen and work in the kitchen, we've got others that are very good just sitting around and chatting to the members, and... Uh, You know sort of sharing what they've done in the week um but we're all volunteers we're non-profit making and because our numbers are low um that's our income because we do we do obviously have to charge we charge a 24 pound annual fee which actually keeps us financially afloat and then we charge seven pound a week and as i say for that they they get everything that we offer to be honest but That's our income. So if we're only averaging about 11 members a week, our income at the moment is very low. We really need about 18 members to keep financially afloat.
3: Mm -hmm.
7: And we can't understand why um, we're not getting extra members because there's obviously a need in the community for this, but people are not coming back to us or we're not getting the referrals, basically, and we, we can't understand why.
1: Yep, so if you know somebody in the area who it would suit, uh, we say we're looking at older members of the community, we're looking yes. at people who may be a little bit isolated, a chance to get out and enjoy. And uh, you know, it's £7 plus the annual fee at £24. That's it, right, it, yes. It's exceptionally good value for what you're getting as well because it is a whole day event and it, it could well be this is the only opportunity to get out in the week as there's the, uh, the small cost of the ring and ride to get there as well. But uh, That's overall, you're looking at an exceptionally good value time and the opportunity to do something different and socialise, so, you know. That's
7: that's right, yes, yes, yeah, uh,
1: that's correct. And you're not using your own heating when you're there either, are you? So, you know, you've got, (laughs) it's a win-win situation.
7: Well, it it is, and it's comfortable. I mean, the room is nice and warm, it's nice and comfortable. The chairs are actually comfortable as well, (laughs) so... We've got. We should have everything going for us. Really,
1: that all helps. So, if people want to come along, uh, you know, if it's an older member of the family that they think would benefit from it, or whether it's something that they're listening now and thinking, oh, hang on, that is certainly something that fits in for me. Can they talk to you first?
7: Uh, what we normally do is they contact either myself or Helen, and then we go together to the to to visit the person who's shows interest, and we talk to them tell them exactly what we do to make sure that it is what they want. Um, They can come along for perhaps just one occasion, and if if they don't like it, obviously there's no pressure. Mm -hmm. But as yet, everybody who has come along has has stayed with us um, until, unfortunately, the inevitable, and we've lost them. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I say, our numbers have dropped dramatically just lately and we do need to make these numbers up if we're going to keep going.
1: Yep, certainly it's something that is serving the community exceptionally well and it could just be they don't know about it so you know this is what we need to uh, publicise. Now, so if they want to get in touch what do they do?
7: Um, contact either myself or Helen on our mobile numbers.
1: Right, so we we're looking at 07979418708, that is the number for Helen. 07979 418708 or it's Julian on 07887 that's oh seven eight eight seven eight six zero nine four eight, and have a bit of a chat find out whether it is right for you and uh, you know Be getting involved in the event, which is taking place as you say on Wednesdays, 10:15 through till 2:30. It's all down at the Fallings Park Methodist Church and Community Centre. That's on Wimborne Road in Fallings Park. So if you're in that sort of vicinity, can easily get there with the help of or Ride, or uh, you know, if you've got uh, access to other transport to get you down there, then certainly get involved. Enjoy the biscuits, the cake, and the three-course meal. And us. And of course, the company too. (laughs) What more could you ask for? It sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, Uh, So. Keep up the good work. Fingers crossed the numbers get back up to where, where you need them to be. And uh, you never know, there might be a waiting this before you know it.
7: Oh, that'd be lovely. OK.
1: G- Gillian Farley, thanks again.
7: Right,
1: thank you. Bye-bye. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Episode 556 next week. I'll see you then for half an hour.
0: Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah Goodbye from the milk by yeah